This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Avoid Probate with Jason Laidler. Heard every Sunday at 8 a.m. on Zoomer Radio. Welcome to the program with a unique focus on helping Canadians avoid probate. The one thing everyone should know about probate is that it's not inevitable. With some planning and good advice, you can avoid the exhausting, expensive and time-consuming probate process and have your affairs settled quickly and privately. Speaking of good advice, here are your hosts of Avoid Probate. Good morning, Zoomer listeners. Welcome to the Avoid Probate Show. So glad you're here joining us on this beautiful Sunday morning. I'm Jason Laidler here with my world-famous co-host, as usual, Mr. Ted Walsh. And good morning, sir. Good morning, Jason. How are you? I'm pretty good, thanks. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. That's good. What's going on? Anything uh, new and exciting? Um, no. Okay. Well, it's a good thing um, I have a list of things to talk about uh, then. Yes, I, I know. <laughs> I walk in here, it's, it's like a bodega or something. A what? A bodega. Okay. It's a little, little Spanish kind of a store, restaurant kind of a thing. Oh. Well, it is um, National Jerky Day. Did you know that? I didn't. <laughs> but you do now, because there's a smorgasbord of jerky yes, uh, treats here Korean in the barbecue. studio. We've got um, plain beef jerky, the original, and the teriyaki. Yeah. So we've got three kinds. I, I went all out. Uh, Frank's with us this week. I, I was just going to say, uh, we don't have the lovely Kelly steering the ship this nope. week. We've got the lovely Frank instead, and apparently he's a big jerky Frank. Uh, jer- what did I just call Frank? <laughs> <laughs> I can bring nothing to this conversation. My mouth is yeah. full of jerky. Oh. He's a big jerky fan, so his mouth's full of jerky right now. And I've he- already eaten the first bag in, in its entirety. Frank got a whole bag all to himself, Ted, mm. just so you know. Life is good. Now, jerky's been around for a long time, or jerk has been around for a long time, right? I don't know. I'm not. I'm not an expert on the subject. Yeah, I, I hardly ever so. buy it. I to would be honest, think so. I think it's got like. Um, I don't think it's very good for you. It's got preservatives in it. Well, m- most things do. Exactly. That's why most processed food isn't good uh, for you. Here's the ingredients in order, and in order means that's the larger yeah. percentage. Right? Yeah. Beef water, cane sugar, sea salt, gluten-free soy salt, sesame seeds, dried beef stock, yeast extract. Dried garlic, cultured celery extract, natural flavors, black pepper, ginger, red pepper, dried onion, roasted sesame seed, pineapple powder, and smoke. Oh, no sulfites. Well, no, I'm looking at mine. I'm looking at mine, and the only thing you can really take issue with, and that's arguable, is the, is the nitrates. And it's the yeah, second, that's what I was worried it's about. It's the second to last I know, item. but they've got nitrates and sulfates, and those things are nasty, and they, they'll kill you I, I hear most you. of the time. All right, let's... let's um, I don't want to talk. I just want to keep eating it, so let's Yeah, let's, okay, let's you change keep the eating. Yeah, well, we can change the subject, because that's not the only food <laughs> item that's in the studio oh, this that's morning. that's true, that's true. We also have a selection, not just one variety, but a selection of peanut butter cookies in celebration of Peanut Butter Cookie Day. And apparently, Ted, you're a big fan of peanut butter cookies. I am. Well, I love peanut butter. No, I love peanut butter too. 
And I actually, have, I, I actually don't eat peanut butter anymore. I used to eat it all the time. I uh-huh. eat almond butter now. Oh, is it better for you? Apparently it is. Apparently it is. It's also yeah. insanely expensive, but the whole other It story. is stupidly expensive, it's, and thank you what for bringing is it, it, is that like, it is What is it, gold? I don't know it's what it like is. $10 for a jar of normal peanut butter would be about four and a half. Yeah. Yeah. Well, what isn't expensive these days? Let's keep moving down the list here. Help yourself to a cookie, by the way, anytime you want. Uh, you're going to hear some uh, crinkling in the last, background. Last time I bought a... Um, They're open. They're open. I bought a thing of... Uh, a small little thing of, of organic, raw... Almond butter, uh-huh. and this is a tiny, tiny little jar. It was eighteen dollars. Come on, eighteen dollars. Was it good? Yeah. No, <laughs> no. I want to eat Skippy. I don't want to eat this, but you know. Skippy. Anyway, okay. It is so over here. We've got um, two kinds of peanut butter. We, this is peanut butter and chocolate chunk. Yeah, I know. I kind of cheated a little bit. It is a peanut butter cookie, but it happens to have a chocolate chunk in it. We also have the normal plain peanut butter cookie as an option. Mm. Which I haven't tried yet, but I will. But I'm busy right now mm, doing the Avoid of, Probate Show. Lots of saturated mm. fats. Mm. It is the Avoid Probate Show. Thank you for joining us uh, again. Hopefully you're a regular listener. And if if not, if it's your first time and you're confused, <laughs> I can understand why. But we want you to become a regular listener. We are going to talk about probate stuff. We just got to get through this list of items in this opening segment here. It's Red Rose Day. Mm-hmm. And I was a little confused about that because I mentioned to Ted uh, before we got on the air, is that like Red Rose Tea no, Day no, no, or is it no. just the really rose, like just the flower. Red, the flower. Yeah. Well, I guess so, springtime and yeah. all that stuff. And I, was, I almost brought a flower in for Kelly and then I remembered we were, were working with uh, Frank today. So, sorry, Frank, you didn't get the uh, Red Rose. I'm always the last to get the rose. And lastly, <laughs> Superman Day. Speaking of Frank, it's Superman Day. That's right. <laughs> uh, speaking Sarah of Frank, that, I, that was good. Eh? Because we've, we've um, the route that I normally take in to the Zoomerplex here, it, it's because Liberty Street is shut down, so we've got to cut over back to King Street. It's a mess. And, and then go east to the block. And when you drive along King Street, you pass Frank Schuster Way. That's right. And Frank Schuster was one of the co-creators of Superman. Oh, really? Yeah. I knew it was a Canadian thing. Cause it was I saw related the... to, um, um, was it Frank Schuster? Here's the thing. I believe it's Joe Schuster. It is Joe Schuster. Yeah. Frank Schuster is his brother or his cousin That's right. who was part of Wayne and Schuster, the great comedy group. Yeah. Okay. Oh, wow. I remember Wayne and Schuster. Oh, yeah. I was raised on that. That stuff is gold. Wow. Yeah. I've seen that Canadian Heritage Moment commercial thing with the Superman in the train. The guy gets on the train. Have you seen that? Yeah. Yeah, so I knew it was yeah. Canadian because of that. My other connection with Superman sort of is, I don't, I don't know if it's a myth or not, but apparently Seinfeld, who I'm a huge fan of, and the Seinfeld show in particular, apparently Superman was in every episode of Seinfeld somehow, somewhere, like like a doll on the shelf or a comic book on the table or something mm-hmm. like that because he's apparently a big Superman fan. Mm. And I'm, I don't know if it's a rumor, but uh, when I think of Superman, I think of Seinfeld and Frank. <laughs> That's a good little Easter egg there. I didn't know that. Well, I'll look it up. Yeah. Easter egg. It's not Easter, but yeah. Yeah. Okay. Should we um, get to the good stuff? I think we should get to the show. Yeah, let's get to the show. So now, again, now, that, now that the light entertainment part of the program is concluded. Well, that's what we do here on the Avoid Probate Show in the opening segment. is just do a little bit of a banter. And you know that there's people at home right now looking through their cupboards looking for peanut butter cookies. There's also people at home right now who are saying, get on with the show, man. Yeah. <laughs> so, Otherwise... <laughs> 
Otherwise, and National that, uh, National Jerky Day think, is going to be about us. I think my mom's one of those people at home saying, yeah. get on with the show. I can hear her. Yeah, I, I can too. Okay. So, hi, Mom. So, we are going to get on with the show. Uh, we are going to take a, our first quick break of the morning. That's your chance to get uh, more tea or coffee. And when we get back, we're going to talk about probate stuff. It is the Avoid Probate Show. We've got some good stuff here, as usual. Not sure exactly what order of operations we're going to deal with here, but I'll figure that out while we're on the break. We'll be right back after this. Learn more about avoiding probate at avoidprobate.ca or call 1-844-667-7628. Back with more Avoid Probate after this. Avoid problems you didn't know you had. Avoidprobate.ca Avoid all that red tape. Avoidprobate.ca Avoid high fees. Avoidprobate.ca Avoid a long wait. Avoidprobate.ca Avoid expensive fines. Avoidprobate.ca Avoid uncertainty. Avoidprobate.ca Don't wait. Avoidprobate.ca This is Avoid Probate on Zoomer Radio with Jason Laidler of Avoidprobate.ca Welcome back. You're listening to the Avoid Probate Show with Jason Lather. That's him. I'm Ted Walsh, and most of you know who you are. And a reminder that the information we provide in this program each week is for general consumption only. It's not really intended to provide particular legal or investment advice. Every situation is different, and so if you have legal or investment questions, you should speak with a licensed expert. Or, of course, contact ta-da, Jason, who is a licensed expert. Email is the way to get them. Info at avoidprobate.ca. That's info at avoidprobate.ca. Or you can call toll-free 1-844-667-7628. That's 1-844-667-7628. Leave a message with Jason's mom. and She'll pass it along to Jason. Jason will call you back. If not, you call Jason's mom back. Jason calls mom. Mason's mom calls Jason in the room and boxes his ears. <laughs> She's going to box your ears the next time she sees you. Oh, okay. Okay. Thanks, Ted. Thank you. Uh, let's, um, let's dive into some uh, probate stuff here because we're into that section of the show. It is the Avoid Probate Show. If you're just joining us, we're glad you're here. Welcome. We're here every Sunday morning on AM 740 from 8 till 9. It's more like uh, 805 because of the news and stuff. But anyway, here we are. Ted, you'll remember or recall, I, I suppose, that I've talked about in the past on the show something called the notion of a, a probate refund. Mm-hmm. So, you know, the probate fee, let's just back up a second and tell the listeners or remind the listeners what I'm talking about when I say probate. In Ontario and most of the country, when somebody passes away, before you can begin to settle the estate of that person, uh, most of the time you need to go through what's called the probate process, or oh, sorry, the estate administration tax process. Probate is a slang term. Most people just refer to it as such, but it is the EAT, the estate administration tax. Eat. Eat. <laughs> I know. You love it. You get a kick out of that every time I say it. I know. Ted's got a big smile on his face. So he loves it. So uh, the probate... Well, so you're, you're, it's, I, I picture a, a Pokemon. <laughs> And your I money. Bet you most of our listeners don't know what Pokemon. You're thinking of Pac-Man. A Pac-Man, yes. yeah, Pac-Man. Okay, chomping um, at your money. Right. Well, you're not wrong because mm-hmm. you can call it a death tax. Uh, I always say the province doesn't like that term very much. I can't imagine why, but it is. You know, it's it's a tax that you pay based on the value of the estate 
on the date of death. And that's important that, it, that people understand it's on the date of death because it takes so long to get through the probate process, the value of the estate is likely going to change between day one mm-hmm. and day final, right? If it's a house, if there's a house involved and it takes you a year to get through the probate process, well, it's safe to assume the value of the house is going to change in that year. Mm-hmm. But the probate owing on the estate doesn't change because it's based on the value on that moment in time. And that doesn't change. The way the the gains and stuff, the growth in that year, there is taxation on that stuff. We're not going to talk about that today. But you don't get off scot-free. If the house goes up $100,000 in value, you don't get that uh, for free. Or whatever the assets are, whatever the, the makes up the estate. Um, there's another. There are other mechanisms to capture <laughs> to capture the tax on those gains, but it's not the probate. Yeah. Okay. So we here on the Avoid Probate Show every week are trying to help the listeners uh, learn that there are solutions and 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 what I would call easy ways to avoid what I call the probate nightmare because it is a nightmare. And I just talked to a lady. I'm, I'm I don't think it's in the mailbag today, so I'll just say it anyway. Yeah, I just I felt so bad. Her sister passed at a young age. When I say young age, uh, she was not 40 when her sister passed of cancer. And this lady told me it took three years for her to settle the sister's estate. And so she is motivated to not repeat this process. She was acting as the executor for the sister. And she has learned the hard way that uh, it is a nightmare. So she called and she's she's eager for our help so that it doesn't get repeated for her children or her mother. Mom is still alive in this Mm. case. Okay, so that's a little sidebar there. Getting back to uh, the the probate refund, we haven't talked about this much at all. And the only reason it came up in the past is because I was talking about this thing called um, a first dealings matter. Mm-hmm. So you'll remember, first dealings applies if, if mom or dad have been in the same house for a long, long, long time, there's a chance they're grandfathered in terms of not having to deal with the probate on the house. It's a strict test. Uh, we can help you determine if you pass the test or not. It's not just being in the house all that time. There's other checks, other boxes you have to check, and we can help you with that. And so could any really, really good uh, real estate lawyer. Real estate lawyer specifically should know about this first dealings matter. And what I was trying to say is, this is I'm taking a long time to get to my point here. I realize that people who didn't realize they qualified as a first dealings matter and therefore they were probate exempt, but the kids didn't know that and they paid the probate on the house. So this is where I'm going. So if you've paid excess probate, what's the mechanism to get a refund? Now I gotta tell you, I have never seen a refund happen. I've never seen a refund application submitted. I don't know anybody who has. And you'll know like we've we've got good estate planning lawyers on the team here. Uh, they've been our guests in the studio before, and I've talked to these guys. Well, I talk to these guys every day almost. Nobody that I've talked to has actually seen a successful or even an unsuccessful claim to recover excess probate fees. But you have to imagine it happens, right? Just because of the one example I gave you a minute ago with the, um, uh, what did I say? The um, <laughs> first dealings matter. The first dealings matter. Yeah. So that must have happened many, many, many times. So what I'm getting at, I did some research. I went to the Attorney General's website, 
because that's the boss, mm-hmm. you know, on this on the subject here, and and I was looking for help and and guidance with the process of this probate refund. Not that it's going to apply to a lot of people, but it's going to apply to some people for sure. And this is what I found. Okay, so in no particular order, there is a subsection at the Attorney General. I'm talking about the Attorney General of Ontario. There's a website. There's a lot of information there. It's difficult to navigate to some extent, but I did my best, and I did find a refunds paragraph, and it says, with regard to deposits, it says, a refund of the deposit paid at the time an estate certificate application was submitted needs to be requested at the Superior Court of Justice where the application was submitted. Okay, so right away, it's daunting. It's a it's a court application that has to take place in the same municipality where the probate was processed, because I've said this before, you have to deal with the probate court in the municipality where the deceased person resided. It goes on to say, if you receive a full or partial refund of your deposit after delivering an estate information return, that's the new form that the province introduced a few years ago, you must submit an amended estate information return, setting out the details of the refund to the Ministry of Finance within 60 calendar days, 60 calendar days of receiving the refund. Holy cow, more work, more daunting work. And, and it also occurred to me that it's entirely possible that people who are entitled to a refund may never have submitted an estate information return in the first place because, like, like I said, that's a new filing requirement that only came into effect in 2015. So seven years ago, it's 2022, seven years ago, it was brought into the picture here when the province revamped the probate process and made it go from bad to worse less fun to even more less fun kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So there are people who are probably entitled to a refund who don't even know what the estate information return is. So I'm just trying to make the point that it's going to be like brutal, a brutal experience, a, a, a difficult exercise to try to get uh, a refund from the probate. It goes on to say the refund would have been paid. The refund would have been paid by the Superior Court of Justice in Ontario where your deposit of a state administration tax was paid. Remember, you've got to pay the probate fee up front. And that's another problem with the, the, the probate mess. Okay, so this is maybe a good time for me to say, because we're, gonna, we're coming up to a break. I called. Well, I read some of this stuff, and I thought, you know what? I'm just going to call the Attorney General's office and see if I can actually get a real person to talk to me about this. Because I, I understand what I'm reading here and what it was on the website, but it, what, it does not tell me, or anybody, it does not tell you which form you need. It says... Just to repeat it, uh, you need it. You need to submit an application to the Superior Court of Justice. Well, what does that application look like? Is there a specific form that that application looks like? Is there is there a, a probate refund form that you need to fill out? Is it just something you write on the back of a napkin? Of course, that's not what it is. But you know, the point I'm trying to make is I still am missing some of the details here. So I thought, okay. Mm-hmm. Who better to call? Let's call the Attorney General's office and talk to somebody in the probate department and ask them what the process looks like and what the forms look like. So mm. I did that. It was 1235. It's it's time stamped on my phone, okay? Everybody knows when you make a phone call on a cell phone, yeah. it's all time stamped. I can show you multiple calls, 1235 uh, p.m., in other words, middle of the day. It is It was lunch hour, I suppose, but anyway. And the response that I got from the phone call, which was their number, was the number on the website that I called, and they said, you know, call this number for, for help. Right. This is this is the response I got when I dialed that number at 1235 in the afternoon. Thank you for calling the Ministry 
of the Attorney General, please note that our general inquiry line is temporarily closed. While staff work remotely, please visit. So, what is that all about? The office is temporarily closed. This is the Attorney General's office of the province of Ontario, and the office is temporarily closed. They didn't say, I don't, I can't remember, I don't think it said due to COVID. It just said temporarily closed as people are working off-site or something. I forget exactly what mm-hmm. the wording was. But I'm like, holy smokes. And so as if the process wasn't uh, complicated enough, and then you actually make a phone call to try and get some help from the, the so-called organ grinder, and you're shut out. I don't get it. I'm not impressed. The point here... All the more reason just to avoid the probate altogether. And guess what? That's what we do here. At the, the name of the company is avoidprobate.ca. Mm-hmm. And the name says it all. And yes, we can help people avoid the probate nightmare. Um, I just want to wrap up uh, one more part of the uh, research I did on the website for the Attorney General. It says, a request for a refund of any overpayment of a state administration tax, that's the probate, EAT, the state administration, they're not going to call it probate on the website. They use the proper terms. Uh, will be processed if the estate representative filed an estate information return within four years of the estate certificate being issued and the Ministry of Finance receives a written request for the refund either within 12 years after the date of the estate certificate was issued or within two years of the date of a notice of assessment being issued. Okay, I don't want to go on because it's already like overwhelmingly complicated and it's my mission in life right now to find out if there's anybody out there in, in Zoomerland who knows anything about anybody ever being successful in getting a probate refund, please call. Because I'd love to hear the story. I'd love to know what the experience was like. Is it one of those, uh, is it a unicorn thing that doesn't really exist? I think it is. It just seems so difficult and overwhelmingly complicated. And you can't even get through on the telephone to get help. So... All the more reason to avoid the probate altogether and not have to worry. But there should be a way of contacting them via email, even if there's not people in the office to answer the phone. Okay. They can still answer their emails Good at point. home. The message did go on. I only played a clip of the message because I didn't want to bore the listeners entirely more than we're boring them now. It did say you could leave a message, which I did. So it's going to be interesting to see if I get a response and how long it's going to take. We'll see. I'm not, uh, I'm not going to judge. Uh, we'll see. I hope I get a response. I'd love to get a response. Yeah. And uh, I'll, I'll share that, you know, next, next week. Please, or, please do. Assuming I get one between, <laughs> between now and next Sunday. <laughs> yeah, really. Uh, we'll see. But I'll share that. Okay, so we're going to talk about some other probate stuff. I'll move on, change the subject slightly. Uh, we were going to talk a little bit about the banks and um, why you, another reason, another good reason why you should think about moving the money out of the banks over to the insurance company. We talk about this all the time. We can put a beneficiary on it at the insurance company. That avoids the probate on the investments that are currently at the bank. Okay? We'll talk about this and with regard to a new, fresh article hot off the presses as soon as we get back from this quick break. Learn more about avoiding probate at avoidprobate.ca or call 1-844-667-7628. Back with more Avoid Probate after this. My name is Marilyn, and I avoided probate. Our story begins when Marilyn paid a visit to her mom's bank. She noticed something odd. She had 100% of her money tied up in GICs, making 1%. It wasn't enough to sustain her. 
She was dipping into her capital big time. Marilyn wanted to disperse the money for her mom's needs as she ages. She had acquired power of attorney. No, you can't do anything with her accounts. They're in her name. And that was that. I was overwhelmed by everything. I didn't know what to do. That's when Jason from avoidprobate.ca stepped in. There was a sense of urgency because Marilyn's mother is no spring chicken. This process takes time, and I didn't know how much time we had. He walked me through what I should do when I went to the bank, what I should say to them. Not only that, Jason went with Marilyn to the bank. They weren't happy that I was sitting across the table from them in the office, and they knew that we were trying to move this money. But I knew that we had a right to do that, and that it was the right thing to do. Persistence paid off, and we got the transfer done in time. So many seniors have these GICs at the bank. They will be probated. They will be frozen. They're paying next to nothing. And they're locked in with maturity dates. It drives me crazy. I don't understand why anybody buys these things. There are much better options out there. And sometimes we can do this transfer at no cost to the account holder. Should you get in touch with avoidprobate.ca? Anybody who has non-registered accounts at the bank needs to look into the services we provide at avoidprobate.ca because, by definition, you can't put a beneficiary on a non-registered account at the bank. You can put a beneficiary on a non-registered account at an insurance company. The rules are different. I felt that the banks thought I was a thief, but Jason made me feel so much better. I know we've done the right thing. Call us at avoidprobate.ca on the toll-free number, but call us before your mom or dad passes away. That's when we can help you. Have the conversation with your parents and avoid probate like Marilyn did with avoidprobate.ca. Call 1-844-667-7628. This is Avoid Probate on Zoomer Radio with Jason Laidler of avoidprobate.ca. So don't forget, ladies and gentlemen, we invite you to keep your calls and your emails coming in because we're looking not only for your questions, but also for your thoughts, your comments, your suggestions. And we'll try to get back to every one of them. We'll share some with you each week. Info at avoidprobate.ca. And the toll-free number is 1-844-667-7628. And when you uh, log on to the website, by the way, avoidprobate.ca, that's triple W, of course, avoidprobate.ca, although I don't even think you have to punch that in, triple W anymore. I don't think Uh, so. You will find a free probate calculator. You can play with it to get an idea of how much probate might be payable on your estate. And there's a listen to the show button where you can access past programs. Yes, and it's up to date and it goes all the way back to show number one now. Mm -hmm. We had to make an adjustment there. Technical adjustment. Thanks. uh, Shout out to Justin here at the Zoomerplex for helping us with that technical stuff. Thanks, Justin. Okay, um, here we go. So the FCAC, this is an article that's recently published, uh, May 26th of this year. Mm -hmm. Um, FCAC finds big banks make inappropriate product recommendations. We're going to talk about the FCAC, who they are, and we're going to talk about this article um, as as briefly as we can because it's a bit dry and we've got so much else to talk about today. But the reason I thought this was important uh, to share... Ted, is because we've done a show already, the September, speaking of the podcast, if you go onto that list and you find the September 26th show, the name of that show, the title of that show is called The Six Banks, The Six Banks Will Fleece You. And that was an article by Rob Carrick. From the Globe and Mail. From the Globe and Mail. Mm -hmm. And it was was scathing. Well, I didn't write it. Rob Carrick wrote it. And we we credited him when we talked about it back on the show on September 26th. This is kind of like a follow-up. 
And that's why I thought it was interesting to, to share with the listeners. FCAC finds big banks make inappropriate product recommendations. So who are the FCAC? The, the Financial Consumer Agency of Canada is responsible for, this is their, their words, not mine, off their website. They are responsible for protecting the rights and interests of consumers of financial products and services. It supervises federally regulated financial entities such as banks and strengthens the financial literacy of Canadians. We, the, the FCAC, we are a federal agency that works to keep Canada's financial system safe and strong. Okay, great. So there are watchdogs out there, federally regulated watchdogs. And when we talked about Rob Carrick's article, The Six Banks Will Fleece You, he also referenced the FCAC, and we talked about them at that time as well. Mm-hmm. So this is like a follow-up. And why do I care? Because it seems like we're uh, throwing the bank under the bus every week on the Avoid Probate Show, because we kind of are. And I'm reluctant to apologize for that. The fact is, and I already said this today, you cannot put a beneficiary on the non-registered investment account at the bank. That's not the bank's fault. That's the <laughs> Banking Act. It is what it is. And that's why the solution that we are offering to the listeners is to let us, because you need a licensed advisor to do the transfer, to set up the account at the insurance company where the rules are different, you can now put beneficiaries on the money that was at the bank, and that avoids the probate. And you can name as many kids, grandkids, great-grandkids, nieces, nephews, charities, whatever you want to do. It's up to you. And it's not carved in stone. You can tweak it if you want to adjust it for whatever reason, anytime. But that's the solution we're talking about. And if you're under the age of 85, it costs nothing. It doesn't cost you 10 cents. We get paid. Everyone says, how do you get paid? Good question. Fair question. We get paid by the financial institution. The advisors who do the transfers for you, because you can't do it by yourself, they get paid by the receiving financial institution, which is an insurance company in this case. So I wanted to share this because it's kind of like an update. The Financial Consumer Agency of Canada released on Thursday, well, they're talking about May 26th, the results of a mystery shop that was carried out in late 2019. That exercise, which followed a 2018 review, aimed to examine consumers' experience with frontline employees of the big six banks. You know what a mystery shop is, Ted? Mm-hmm. I, I'd love to do that. I'd love to have that job at go to the bank and mystery shop. Mm-hmm. I would love that. I would do it for free. In fact, <laughs> I kind of do do it for free. Uh, it goes on to say, among other things, the shoppers, I love that, the shoppers, reported inappropriate product recommendations, confusing or misleading disclosure that they felt pressured or that the employee with whom they dealt dealt with didn't seem knowledgeable or well-trained. Nearly one-third, it was 32% to be accurate, that's what the article says, 32% of the checking account shoppers and 45% of credit card shoppers reported that bank employees recommended an inappropriate product. Okay, goes on. It's a bit scathing, like I said, like uh, much like the article that Rob Carrick wrote and we talked about last September. Uh, the name of this uh, article that was uh, published, it was, called, it was called The Mystery Shopping at Domestic Retail Banks. And like I said, I would love to have been a part of that, but nobody asked me. But that's okay, maybe next time. The findings confirm the importance of banks having comprehensive training programs, especially for frontline staff that deal directly with consumers, FCAC added. FCAC expects that banks will use their training programs to ensure staff are knowledgeable about the products and services they sell so they can provide consumers with clear, simple information that is not misleading. It said uh, adding bank workers need to be trained to make recommendations that meet consumers' needs, 
quote, without pressuring them to accept products they do not need or understand. Now, i got to tell you, we sit down with a lot of seniors or seniors and their children, adult children, mm-hmm. and I see these TFSAs mm-hmm. all over the place, and I look deeper. What's in the TFSA? Why do you have a TFSA? And I see a GIC in the TFSA. I've, I've talked about this on the show before, and it makes me insane. I'm like, why? I, as soon as I see that, right away I know that was a bank employee who convinced somebody, a senior in most, most of the cases that I'm thinking about, convinced them to buy a TFSA, and then they put a GIC in the TFSA. The TFSA stands for tax-free savings account, right? Mm -hmm. What's your GIC paying? 1%? Maybe? 1.5%? Maybe, if you're lucky. So what's the deal here? You're telling me you're worried about the tax you're going to pay on a 1% GIC? It's 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 more trouble than it's ridiculous. It's conf- it's unnecessary confusion. It's unnecessary complexity. And I say to these people I'm sitting down with all the time, one of the goals here is to simplify your life. And not only that, I see the, these poor people. They've got multiple TFSAs, and I'll say, why do you have two TFSAs? <clears throat> I don't know. I got one at this bank. I got one in this bank. Why? Anyway, it makes me crazy. Moving on, we're almost done here. The the employee. The article says the employee sales target and incentives. This is what I was getting at with the TFSA sales. Because the, the person at the bank who sells the TFSA to the senior citizen, they just put a check mark on their list for the day, right? So when the manager comes along and says, how was your day? They can say, oh, it was great. I sold X number of TFSAs and uh, three lines of credits and whatever. It's all about the sales, right? The employee sales targets and incentives should not conflict with those objectives is what the FCA AC is saying. At the same time, the agency said that many of the concerns that were raised in the mystery shopping exercise will be addressed through new consumer protection that take effect on June 30th, this coming June 30th. We're going to talk about that in a minute, including an obligation for banks to offer appropriate products and services to their customers, improved disclosure requirements, and tougher complaint handling standards. Okay. Hmm. So there are new rules coming into effect at the end of this month. And I wanted to review them real quick. We've only got a few minutes left before we have to break again because we've got a jam-packed mailbag that I want to get to. It's something called uh, – so the FCAC has new teeth. And, and they've created something called the Financial Consumer Protection Framework. I'll say that again. Financial Consumer Protection Framework. This is what's taking effect this coming June 30th. Mm-hmm. And there are – very impressive new uh, rules, regulations, requirements, and we'll just I'll just list a few of them here. First of all, banks will be prohibited from taking advantage of a person or imposing undue pressure or, co- or coercing them for any purpose. In other words, it says for the purpose of the Bank Act, undue pressure means any pressure that could be reasonably considered to be excessive or persistent in the circumstances. So that's got a that's a nice broad expansion, right? You all you got to say is I felt pressured, and now, you know, people are going to listen. They're going to have to listen mm-hmm. to your concerns. And I don't think that was the case, or I, I should say, I don't think that's the case today. But after June thirtieth, it's it should be changing. Um, the other changes, um, just real quick, the banks will be prohibited from providing a person with a product or service without first. For example, obtaining their express consent to do so. Why do I mention this? Because one thing we talk about when we sit down with our our 
clients are, are, are listeners for the co- consultation that doesn't cost anything. It's a no charge, no risk consultation always. So call us if you if you want some more information and we'll set it up. We'll set up a date to do that. We'll come to you. Every time there's GICs in the mix, you know, the question is, when do they mature? And if it's coming up for maturity, you must make a point of going into the bank to tell the bank not to renew them because the bank has this habit of automatically renewing GICs. And so now they've locked you into another two, three, four, five-year term in this locked-in GIC, mm-hmm. even though you didn't give them, what do they say here? Express consent to do so. So that's going to change. I think that's what this means. And I, I hope it's what this means. Lastly, I just want to talk about the penalties, and then we'll go to our, our, our break and we'll go to the mailbag. The penalties today, for another two weeks, currently... $50,000 is the penalty for a person who is in violation of the FCAC regulations. That's a person, 50000 bucks. That's changing to a million dollars. That's a big change. Yeah. fifty grand will become a million. And for the entity, i.e. the institution, the bank itself, the penalty today is currently half a million dollars. That's changing to $10 million. So... I think I love it. This has got some teeth built into it. I'm going to assume the banks are going to pay attention, and that's good for the consumer. And that's what we're here for is to you know try to help the consumer. Well, it'll be interesting to see if in in, in a month or so from now, once this has been has become part of uh, regular day everyday occurrences for people who deal with these kinds of issues, whether we'll be able to connect with somebody and see exactly. Um, how sharp the teeth in this law are. Yeah, good point. I'd love to uh, get some feedback from anybody, really. But I wonder if, you know, the Rob Carricks of the world will respond and write something to, you know, report how things have changed, if they've changed at all. Mm-hmm. So we'll see. And if they do that, of course, we'll share that with the listeners. I think that'd be interesting. Hmm. Okay. Well, having said that, we are going to take a break and, and come back with a jam-packed mailbag. We'll be right back after this. Learn more about avoiding probate at avoidprobate.ca or call 1-844-667-7628. Back with more Avoid Probate after this. Avoid problems you didn't know you had. Avoidprobate.ca Avoid all that red tape. Avoidprobate.ca Avoid high fees. Avoidprobate.ca Avoid a long wait. Avoidprobate.ca Avoid expensive fines. Avoidprobate.ca Avoid uncertainty. Avoidprobate.ca Don't wait. Avoidprobate.ca This is Avoid Probate on Zoomer Radio with Jason Laidler of Avoidprobate.ca Well, good morning. Welcome back to the program. This is the Avoid Probate Show. I'm Ted Wallace and with Jason Laidler. You can contact Jason during the course of the week, toll-free 1-844-667-7628, or you can email him, info at avoidprobate.ca. That's info at avoidprobate.ca, and that toll-free number again, 1-844-667-7628. 7628, and he will get back to you as we are going to do right now in our letters, our mailbag segment. Yeah, Yeah. go ahead. You've got some emails to share, I think. I do. Dear Mr. Laidler, thank you for your prompt reply. 
I'm now caught up with all the podcasts, along with your weekly programs. Excellent summary about executors on the May 29th show. And yes, I'm actually anxiously awaiting, along with many other listeners, about a refresher program on Bear Trusts. <laughs> Sincerely, M. P.S. Just wanted to let you know, though I'm not at that stage yet, where I may require your services. You've been so helpful in answering my queries over the past year. By the way, happy one anniversary. Glad you have Ted with you. That, <laughs> yeah, I threw that in. And that once the time comes for me to contact you, it should be a relatively smooth and straightforward process. Well, yeah, I, I, can, I can speak for many people who have, um, in fact, dealt, dealt with you, and it is a relatively smooth and, and straightforward purpose. And the more you understand about it, the easier it is. Yeah, exactly. And that's what we certainly strive to make it a smooth and straightforward process. And you're right, it is. I mean, the, the tra- we do the work. When we sit down with uh, people for the first time, usually in their home, and, and I get to dive a little deeper and see the paperwork, see the statements, I need to see the bank statements or wherever the, the, the investments are being held. Mm. And, and I say, okay, well, this is what I'm recommending. Usually I'm trying to reduce the number of total statements that they're receiving. Because like I said a minute ago, you don't need two TFSAs. You get a TFSA statement from this bank and another TFSA statement from this bank. That's crazy. I mean, at, at the very least, let's just put them together and get one TFSA statement. I mean, you get enough mail, you get enough paperwork. So that's what we're doing. We're, we're simplifying people's lives. This uh, particular email that you just shared, you know, I wanted to share it because it speaks to a couple of things. Um, the, the writer mentions that we've been helpful in answering qu- queries. I was going to say questions. They use the term queries over the past year. And that's true. This is a regular listener. And I love that because this person uh, keeps us on our toes. And if they think we said something we shouldn't have said, they'll let us know. They let us know if they need clarification on something, that kind of thing. I love that. So, yeah, listeners, I mean, don't be shy. If if you want more information, we want you to email us or call us. Ted's mm-hmm. given out the contact information a few times already during the hour here. And we welcome all, all the feedback, um, constructive criticism or uh, high praise for Ted. <laughs> right, Ted? Which Ted just throws in there. Mm. Uh, here's another one from, well, let's call her Lucille. Hi, Jason. My question. After my last day and when my son, who is presently my POA, becomes my executor. Okay, so she's saying that after she passes. I get it. Okay. Do you want to finish or you want me to jump no, in? No, no, no. She has more. Yeah. He is presently my co-signer at the bank. My house is paid off. I have a will. I have no investments. Would there be any probate fees that you can foretell at the moment? My house and car are my only possessions. Okay. That's, uh, it's a great letter with a lot of uh, good points. Uh, getting back to the, when, the, the comment, when you pause there, the, the child is presently my POA, becomes my executor. Well, what does that mean? I know what that means. I mean, a lot of people it's power won't. of attorney. Yeah, but that's not, that's not what I'm referring to. You're right. POA is power of attorney. When does the power of attorney become the executor? When you, when you when die. When you pass, right. Yeah, exactly. The POA dies when you die. Or when the, um, well, I forget what you call the person, the grantor. You know, the person who has the authority now is the attorney. Remember, that does not mean they're a lawyer. No. That's a con- it's confusing, obviously, for some people that they just associate attorney with somebody who's a lawyer. Mm-hmm. When you have the power of the, when you are a power of attorney, it's, it is a powerful position, and you can act on behalf of the grantor. Sometimes 
It's a springing power of attorney, which only takes effect upon some event, and often that event is a doctor's diagnosis. It doesn't have to be. It can be whatever event you want it to be. It can be the 80th birthday. It can be, I don't know, a perfect game in bowling, whatever you want it to be. Well, you should always have a power of attorney anyway, because if, even yeah. at the age of 30, yeah. if you get involved in a car accident and you're in, in the hospital and somebody needs to make a decision regarding your health and you're not capable of doing that, you need to have a POA. That's right. Uh, we can probably all remember high school students who were in accidents who were disabled. I, I know I certainly can. But so to your point, absolutely, the power of attorney is important. And there are two kinds, right? You make the distinction between the one for property and the one for health. Mm-hmm. We obviously are dealing mainly with the one for property because we're dealing with property. Property is not just the house. Property includes all your assets. So the checking account is a form of property. A technical term, right? Stuff in the house. Stuff in the house, right. So that's what they're talking about. Um, when when she passes, in this case, he's presently my co-signer at the bank. Well, I don't like that. Regular listeners are going to know. <laughs> and, and So let me just say this. Okay, he's power of attorney. Why do you need a co-signer if the same person's your power of attorney? The power of attorney can already give instructions to the bank. That's what power of attorney is for. Mm-hmm. So... That, to me, that's A, redundant, and B, well, I was going to say unnecessary, but I guess that means the same as redundant. And it opens up that potential can of worms. We talk, when we, Every time we talk about the pitfalls of joint accounts, I'm not going to list them today, but I've listed them so many times, and I think there's um, shows on the podcast list that talk about it. We will talk about it again, of course, but I just don't like joint accounts for lots of different reasons. And then if, this, if the reason is to give that person access or control, we've already done that by giving them power of attorney. If the reason is to avoid probate, which is often the reason, okay, I understand that. Remember, that's the bank's best solution Mm -hmm. to the probate problem because they cannot put a beneficiary on it. So they'll say, don't worry, Ted, we'll just add your kid, your adult kid, onto the account as a joint owner, and that will avoid the probate problem, which is true, but you open up a can of worms in terms of all the other potential pitfalls. Our solution to avoid the probate makes much more sense and is much cleaner. Moving on, the house is paid off. That's great. There's a will. That's great. Um, I'm not anti-will. I think wills are important. It says, where would there be any probate fees that you can foretell at the moment? Well, there's a house. Even though it's paid for, and that's great, and it's a principal residence, which means it's probably tax-free. I don't know the details of the setup, who's on title. I'm not sure who's on title. We, she doesn't comment as to whether the, the boy, the POA, is on title for the house or not. I hope not, because normally I don't like that strategy. I don't want to risk, we talked about this last week in, in some detail, I don't want to risk affecting the um, principal residence tax exemption by having somebody else on the title of the property. And every week we talk about the bear trust, and if you want to avoid the probate on the house, instead of adding somebody onto the title, you need to consider calling us to talk about using a bear trust instead of that. It's a much cleaner solution. It doesn't affect the principal residence exemption. It's not free, but we can talk about the cost. It depends on the, on the details of the situation. Every situation is different, of course, but we'd be happy to discuss it with you. So a bear trust is something that I'm going to talk to this lady about when I respond. I've not responded to this particular email yet, but, of course, it's on my to-do list. Okay, let's move on. we got something else very important to talk about before we wrap up the show today. Yeah, because next week is Father's Day. Yes, it is. 
And since we did uh, several weeks ago uh, offer up a nice prize for Mother's Day, we gave away a nice uh, floral uh, bouquet. Yes, the lady, by the way, uh, floral replied, range, she loved it. Say. She was touched. Uh, it was very nice of her to reply and thank us. Well, good. Yeah. I'm glad to hear that. Yeah, me too. So we want to do something similar for Father's Day. Well, we have to be fair. Right? I, I believe so. So uh, we were thinking uh, when we were on the break and uh, <clears throat> chatting about it before the show that um, maybe we'll do a, a gift card to Canadian Tire. Mm-hmm. That's kind of like a father's, a father's thing, right? Well, because the Canadian Tire, you can go in and you can buy stuff for your car. You can buy stuff for your house. Exactly. Plants. So that, that in, yeah. And, the and garden center. It's a garden center. So you can get virtually anything, anything you want. There's, there's Light bulbs. There's a, there's a party center involved now. Oh, yeah. I forgot about Canadian, that. They, they've got everything. Yeah. They got as everything. I, as I've always said, there's nothing in there I don't want. <laughs> so, yeah, exactly. I mean, that's, that's so easy. Yeah. Exactly. And and the one by my house on, on Mavis uh, has a, a great uh, hot dog stand in front. You know that's funny you say that because the one that near where I live also has uh, oh yeah a, a truck and yeah. I always get the German sausage yeah sometimes I get although, the Polish although I don't know that this gift certificate will cover the hot no I don't dog. think it will I don't no, think it will but uh, so so how do you win this awesome gift certificate it's going to be very similar you send it in and you just you send it with with a, with a paragraph with a couple of lines just say hey listen my dad's great he, he's, he means email us yeah that's what i meant yeah, yeah. email us at uh, avoidprobate.ca right. www.avoidprobate.ca and say no, i think my sorry that's the website the email address is info. it's just it's just info i n f o info at avoidprobate.ca yes so info at avoidprobate.ca you send in your yep. Your suggestions, you say, I think my dad should get this because he's <laughs> done this for me. Because he's the best dad ever. Exactly. And and we may, you know what, when when we decide, and it's a group of people that decide, so it's it's not necessarily the cleverest oh, no. piece of literature that wins or it. We might just put them all in a, in a hat and draw them. And we may just do that as well. That might be the more fair way to do it. We this. might do that as well. we'll but either a, way, a it's going to be fair. It's not going to go to a friend of mine or yours. For sure. And Frank has no friends. Yeah, well, well, my dad's gone. Your dad's gone. Frank's dad's not gone because he's such a young man. That's right. Right? Superman, Frank. <laughs> ageless. What would you buy? Isn't your, Superman your dad? ageless? Uh, I got to tell you, he's in the same boat as me. Uh, he wants he's, everything? Is it, the Canadian Tire. And not, not only that, but now he buys all this gas there because you get points oh, when you get the car. Oh, that too. That's the place we go to bond. Meet you at the Canadian Tire, you know? <laughs> I, and I'll say they've come a long way over the past de- few decades in improving their uh, the, well, they've got they, Well, they bought Mark's Work Warehouse which as I well. Love, which I and love. And they've, they bought Party Center. So I wonder if the gift card would be good for Mark's Work if if you get a, a, one of those triangular that's things, that's a good idea. So let's we'll do it that way. Yeah, so it's good. We'll Why for, not? For, and it's also good. And then and there's a woman's version of Mark's Work Warehouse. What's that called? It's it's like women's uh, sporting leisure uh, 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 for clothing. I'm not familiar, but yeah, <laughs> I find it. Great. And they have, then they have the party center. <laughs> okay, we're, we're making up this contest as we go. I was just going to say, <laughs> are we getting paid by Canadian Tire to uh, no? This is a sponsored. Uh, no, it's not. It's, no, it's, it's, it should it's, be. It should be, but it's coming from the team at avoidprobate.ca. So we look forward to your uh, your contributions, your submissions, is what I was trying to say. Just send us a note saying a Happy Father's Day to my dad. Having said that, we got to wrap it up. Got to do our our thank yous. Thanks, Frank, for steering the ship in uh, in Kelly's absence today. He did an awesome job, of course. He was my first producer here, by the way. He helped me uh, to mm-hmm. become the the radio expert that I am. Mm-hmm. 
Thanks to Ted Walsh and, of course, for his decade. Speaking of radio experts, Ted's decades and decades and decades of radio excellence. Thanks to the listeners. Thanks to you, Zoomer listeners, for joining us. Hopefully, you're going to join us again next Sunday. We're going to eat some chocolate chip cookies. I mean, peanut butter cookies. Well, mine are peanut butter and chocolate. Right. Enjoy the rest of your Sunday. Take care. You've been listening to an exclusive podcast of Avoid Probate with Jason Laidler. Heard every Sunday at 8 a.m. on Zoomer Radio. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.